Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like that? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. What we need is a little bit of love. Sent by one from heaven up above. Take a pity, it's simple and plain. This ain't no game, you know what I'm saying? What? Yep, yep. Here we go. Oh, we'd like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marianne Barnett, your host. We each and every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. Yes, a lot of things going on. A lot of things to talk about. Yes, 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 yes. And we 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 speak to you and you speak back t- to the rest of the whole world. This show can be heard, heard, heard around the world simultaneously. Right now, all you need is a telephone. You can hear us anywhere on planet Earth. And you certainly can hear us here in the metropolitan area and, and hear us all over Texas, the United States. Just ask for KNON Radio in Dallas, Texas, and they'll put you on air. Oh, yes, oh, yes, a beautiful sound. It, it sounds as good as the local sound you'd have on your radio. It really sound better. Because it's all electronic and it's, well, then nothing can interfere with it. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. No matter where you go, you don't have to miss this show. No matter where you are, if you, all you have is, need is your cell phone right there. And you got it made. And you got it made. You got it made. Yes, yeah, say good morning to all of you. This is, um, Palm Sunday coming up. Palm Sunday. Do we understand that? Do we understand that? We're going to be talking about that this tomorrow morning at 30 on Facebook Live. On Facebook, Marianne Barnett Sr. Yeah, we'll be talking. We'll explain to you the politics and the great spirituality of Palm Sunday. It's both spiritual and political. Yes. See, we do a great job. The black preacher do a great job on the spiritual side, the emotional side. But there's a political side to everything. Don't fool yourself. When Abel came to you and told you about let's celebrate you know, separate religion and politics. They don't belong together. This was a trick. (laughs) This was a trick to keep you from recognizing really what true freedom was all about. It was a trick. They pulled so many tricks on us and we go for it, lock, stock, and barrel without ever investigating. Brothering this, and sisters, 
Let's examine what we're really telling people. Let's examine that. Is it true? Or did we borrow this from other people who would be our enemies, our natural enemies, to make sure we never climb the scale of true liberty on this earth? So let us look at that. Let us look at that. Tomorrow, 9.30, Rear Marion Bonnet Live on Facebook. Listen to Heavenly Joy Church. We will be preaching tomorrow. The Lord say the same. He says the same. There's so much going on. Ah, uh, politically. Well, Miss uh, Jackson, she was uh, voted and given the vote to be a Supreme Court Justice. And I want to know, how do you feel about that? Everybody. Are you elated, just overjoyed, the first black woman to be on the Supreme Court? How do you feel about this? Do you feel like she's the one that you would like to see as the first black woman on the Supreme Court? Or, or not, either way. Love to hear what you got to say. And you can call us at 972-647-1893. And tell me, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? And also, down at the border, down Mexico way, on the Rio Grande River, those are crossing. Biden said we can he probably wants to get things straightened out. You can take 18,000 a day coming into America through Texas or in Texas. How do you think about that? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts when, again, when Haitians showed up? He said, no, 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 send them back. He chartered planes and took them back. But now, these people of a different hue want to come into the United States and they're being welcomed. What do you think about that? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Remember, they're not just looking at people coming. They're looking at political power, too. Voting power. Voting strength. And uh, obviously, it's obviously they don't want anyone coming across looking like me. Oh, no. You can't come here. Although I fought and saved America from, from the French, from France and, and decided that I can't come. Well, it's, it's just really one of those, it's just one of those things that we're going to let bygones be bygones. Are we going to challenge this? 
Is this thing going to be challenged by those who look like us, black folks? I want to know. What do you feel? All righty. All righty. Pierre, what we got going? Good morning. Oops, my microphone is on now. <laughs> Good morning, uh, everybody. And we have uh, Tony right now on uh, line one. Uh, who? Tony. T Tommy? Tony, yeah. Yeah. Good morning. You're on KNON. Good morning, Rip. How you doing? Fine. How are you this morning? I'm all right. Um, let me go first with um, the judge this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, this past week. Um, the, the seeds have been sown because she was nominated. Mm-hmm. If she was sown, she'd been voted in. Mm-hmm. So, the, the young kids who have seen our young girls and boys not have that seed planted in their heads. Mm -hmm. Even though we had Durgo Marshall and Clarence Thomas. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Vice President Kamala Harrison. Mm -hmm. Same thing with uh, President Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. Not preppy, not preppy people. Flawed because of humanity. But because within 300, 400 years, you have seen from slavery to what they consider the heights of political power. Mm -hmm. And this goes into what you said about the Haitians. Mm -hmm. Now, black people, not all, but some, do not want to understand immigration. Mm -hmm. When they hear about it, they hear about it from the white perspective no. of Spanish Latinos perspective we mm -hmm. never talk about especially in these majority minority black schools that immigration has to do with the Haitians Africans mm -hmm. and any other disaster trying to get into the United States mm -hmm. and so we can even talk it's educationally I mean about Immigration, and then when you see what Biden did, far as in okay, we gonna stop and send these people because the Republicans don't like uh, these Haitians at the border. Mm -hmm. But then soon a war happens, and at the fall of uh, Afghanistan, we let people in without no hesitation, mm -hmm. and we find places for them. The the Catholic diocese find homes for them. Mm -hmm. They got visas. They can work. But the first thing I asked that school district is, why are you not teaching black kids Spanish? Not because, not because you know, it, 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 English is the first language. Part of it is this. You, they don't even know that slaves just went to Mexico. They don't know that slaves mm -hmm. went to South America, to Peru, mm -hmm. to Brazil. I mean, uh, 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 Chris, um, Columbia they are, fu they are fully Spanish down there mm -hmm. I got a friend that's black from Panama that speaks Spanish mm -hmm. I got a black friend that's from Honduras 
And the first thing they say is this. Well, this is American speaking English. First of all, is this. Know the history. Not just American history, but world history. Mm-hmm. And then you understand the immigration policies that give quotas to African countries. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Let the Irish in here. Let the Russians in here. And guess what? They get visas. And then they get lost in the system. Well. And so we can't even... We can't even talk about immigration because guess what? Mm-hmm. We are so myopic far as in our view because we've been brainwashed from a white point of view. Mm-hmm. Well, when you when you see what is happening with this, uh, it's obvious. Now Biden is supposed to be a progressive candidate. That's why it's supposed mm-hmm. to be a liberal. Uh, president, and when we see his, uh, his his objectives, and you see what he's all about, really, when it comes, really, to when it comes to immigration, mm-hmm. uh, he's failed. It's just bad. He's okay. it's false, and uh, he. The black male supports Biden also. He made a statement on yesterday about he's going to appoint so many more black females uh, to positions in his administration. And it makes me wonder, what is it that... uh, why is it the black male? I've only seen one that's been invisible in his administration. What do you What do you make of that? Well, I, I think part of, I think part of it is that you know white America accepts part of the black woman, but not the full part, and they're less intimidated by that. You know. Given that, <laughs> given that, um, you know, they they must be in college, they ed- educated, and and then you know, corporate America usually put them in positions of that DEI, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 with those positions, minority, mm-hmm. whatever it is, titles, MVP. Whereas you put a black man in his fullness who ain't gonna bite his tongue. I can't afford you up in the, in, in, in the high places up there because I, I, I need these these Republicans and my friends, you know, to believe that I'm still a moderate or I'm a progressive. Whereas, you know, a strong black man be like this. You can't even put me in a position and I'm not gonna have a voice. So in other words, you're saying that uh, a black female would not be a strong, a stronger person there as a black male. I'm not necessarily saying it either. There are females who are strong, but they're not going to put them in a position either. I'm just saying that I can't afford black men to, or black kids to see a black strong man in the world we're in now. I, because if, if I keep giving them hope and, and courage and, 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 and showing their power, Guess what? I can't control them now. 
So if I ever put a black man that who, who and, and President Obama was, and don't get it twisted, he suppressed a lot of his personality to get along with white folks. Yeah, he That's did. Yes, he did. You know, but the fact of it is, is this. If he would have had nominated this uh, 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 Jackson the first time since Garland, you know, that would showed you something. But, it, 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 but, but the fact of it is, he, he's assimilated, and we, and we all are. It's not a question, even I. You know, I can't, you know, say that I'm fully detached, but the fact of it is, I cannot afford for black boys to see a strong black man with his full voice. Now, I've seen sisters, I know sisters, we have sisters in, in this community, you know, that has a strong voice. You know, Councilwoman Arnold, trustee uh, foreman. And you see what happens to them. And, and, and the fact of it is, is this, you see black men in this community, young black men, who are weak as hell. Jesse Henry is one of them. But they have power. Yeah. You know, so the thing is, is that, you know, I can't afford to have people, I'm gonna give you an example, like, um, Count Commissioner John Mother Price in power downtown. I ain't talking about uh, uh, for the election wise, because you know what that does. What's that? It show, it show your power like a Maceo Smith. Uh, uh, um, what, what was the mayor of the first mayor of uh, Atlanta? Manny uh, Jackson. Yeah, people like his daddy. His daddy who was here in Dallas. Yeah. I can't afford to. So you know what I got to do? I got to run them people out of town. Yeah. I can't show you a strong black man because guess what? If I show you a strong black man, I got to kill him. Like All, right. All right. I, I tell you what, I'm up against a break and I thank you for your call. And uh, <laughs> y'all can call me, everybody, anybody. 972-647-1893. And we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back. And you can reach us at 972-647-1893. All right, who do we have, Pierre? Okay. He's on the line taking mo calls. All right. All right. All right. And uh, what do you think? What is it with Joe Biden? And black males. Why does it seem as if he's really ducking and dodging and seemingly don't want to deal with black males? What is it? What is it? I want to know. What do we have for you? We have uh, Eric and uh, line one now. Eric? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Reverend Burnett. Yes, uh huh. How have you been doing? I've been doing fine. How have you been doing? I'm doing better, too. I went to Glendale Park. This week, I ran uh, five laps during Glendale in 36 minutes. And mm-hmm. uh, 300 push-ups a day, 300 uh, sit-ups a day, and about 100 jumping jacks. All right. But I'm down to 167 pounds. All and I was right. And this year. Mm-hmm. And I did that on Lion Field. Yes. All right. That's and good. That's that's good. So I'm getting it together, though. Oh, yeah. You, 
What are you fighting? What are you trying to do? Fight as a light heavy or uh, well, uh, middleweight? No, I ain't gonna fight no light heavyweight, man. That's way too much weight. At 175 pounds, too much weight, huh? Yeah, about 168 be real good. Oh, so you're fighting. Fight as a middleweight. Okay. Yeah, and I'll be running about 25 miles a week, like I did when I was young. 5,000 jumping jack once a week. 1,200 sit-ups a week. All right. 1,000 jumping jacks a week, one time a week. Yeah. Hit the bag, clean bag, double-edged bag, jump rope, all that. All right. I got you. All right. I think you. All right. Take it easy. All right. Hey, close the line, 972-647-1893. What we're talking about is... You know, Biden has done some good things. He's doing, he's trying to do some good things. Really, as president. Yeah, I I don't give him a zero. But I still wonder, what is it with Biden and black males? What does he have against us? Black men. We never, as black males, had a movement where we did not speak for the whole, the whole ethnic group. The whole ethnic group. Not just one gender. What is it? Why do you think Biden is always pushing for black females? And I have a female, I want y'all to have those positions and everything, but it still baffles me. I know what's going on, but we as a people, are you aware? of what's really happening right before your eyes. And have you smiling and happy and joyful over it? And then a few years down the road, you run into that brick wall and you recognize what I'm talking about. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. And uh, let us know what's going on. Are we voting? Are we sophisticated enough in our vote to make sure our vote count? I know the black female has given 96% of our vote in the last three presidential elections. She's given 96%. That's a lot. The black male is only given Uh, 80-something percent. And uh, we know she deserves everything she's getting. Black female. But what is it about the black male? I'm wondering what's going on. Now, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt 
who he really fear that could replace him. He knows it. But still, he doesn't have to be so obvious that we, black men, seemingly are, are left out. But still, but that, see, brothers, that should make us come together. Really come together and stick together and do what it's supposed to do. You know, I just wonder, and I want to hear what you got to say. All right, who do we have, Pierre? Uh, George uh, want to be, wants to be on the air. He's, George? He's, yes, George. Okay. I'm bringing Georgia on. Good morning, Georgia. Good morning. morning. Yes. Uh, let me, my comment is this. A lot of times they use us blacks as gophers. When we get in positions, sometimes we forget where we come from. First of all, like the guy talking about he wanted to be a boxer, he needed to get a book in his hand and educate his mind. Now, that, so that, 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 that man is uh, over 60. And, okay, uh, and uh, let me explain to you who he is. He's, he's doing great right now. He's doing wonderful. He's doing wonderful. Compared okay, to where, where, from whence he come, believe me, believe, believe me, please, please, don't knock him, don't, don't, don't knock him, don't, don't knock him. I'm not gonna knock him, but I mm. want him to be a role model for the young ones to make a difference. Not well, 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 he's, he's not there right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't, okay. don't, don't knock him. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry for knocking him, but my, my point is, a lot of times, but I'm gonna be honest, and this is where I feel. When President Obama was president, he went to cater people. He didn't stick up to his guns, and we supported him as being black. But sometimes when we support people as being black, we find out uh, they turn the cards on us, and they, they stick us right in the back. They stab us right in the back. My point is saying that a lot of times, even athletes, they, they get white women. They forget who they really come from. When they was young in school, they was running behind a black woman. But then when they get to making money, they forget where they're at. You, where they do from. you really believe that's going on now? It's still going on. Uh, uh, I, what I, what black athletes you know? Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods? Uh, uh, well, he's never been Michael he's George. never been what we call a black a real man. Nigga. Oh, no, he's never been there. Okay, but he's that's never. the problem. Okay, now let's look at the uh, the women's side. Now, if they black women, are they really black women or they want to get a white man? Well. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but my, my point is saying that is this, okay? I would like people to make a difference in being who they are. Stand for what you believe. Also, in standing for what you believe, don't go and be a situation to be a flunky. You know, you have a lot of people in life to cater to others, but you got to stand behind your guns, whether it's right or wrong. Stand for what you believe. And I admire some people to do it and some don't. But it's just like Biden, he took got the black vote. And then when he got the black vote, he went left on us. He made a lot of mistakes, but he has a hard what, job. What, what has been some of his mistakes? The gas. The what? The gas on pipeline. The gas? The gas. The gas, the pipeline. He tried to change. Oh, if, if 
sometimes if it was benefiting the American public, say what's benefiting the American public. Don't go in, go left and say, well, I'm trying to change everything Trump did. Well, if Trump did something good, give him credit. If he did something messed up, give him credit. But my point is, stick behind what you believe. Well, now, are you saying that uh, it's Biden's fault because of uh, the gas prices? Well, it's, it's, it's the Biden's fault and the, um, the greedy people in the position that tell you what they want you to hear. First of all, we got to educate ourselves and do the research. Wait, but now, is it Biden's fault because the high gas prices? The pipeline. It wasn't, okay, let's look at this. No, well, let, let me cut you off there because you, you're way yeah. off. No, okay. a president can't control the price of gas. That's not it within his powers whatsoever. Right. And Republicans are uh, taking that and running with it, and they screamed and hollered when Trump first got in the gas and went up. Oh, no, no, it's the, pre- it's, it, 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 the president has no power. But now... They got a political point they're trying to make, which they know is an out-and-out lie. They're okay, lying. They're lying I'm about that. I'm glad for you educate me because, you yes. know what, sometimes mm-hmm. we go by what media tells you. And sometimes well, uh, you have to watch media. Do you think poor folks own the media? No, sir, we don't. Who do you think own the media? <laughs> the, the same rich folks that bring the drugs Super in. Super millionaires and like billionaires, yes. And they are, many of them, just if not all of them, are Trump supporters. And That's believe right. me, they call in those editors and reporters and everything and tell them how they wanted it to be conveyed to you. That's the way to do it. Believe but, me. But I can't... I, I can't, I can't buy when the Haitians did come. I've seen him show his real colors, though. But like you, I agree on that for it. Because like you said, we have to do the research for ourselves. I'm not going to hold all up unless somebody have a chance to uh, voice their opinion and be mm-hmm. blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Thank Please you. Please call and comment. Thank you I'm very much. Uh, 972-647-1893. Uh, 972-647-1893. All right, bring me on. Yeah, uh, Soldier is uh, waiting on the lane, too. Soldier? Yes. Good morning. You're on KNON. Hello? Good morning. Good morning. Go right ahead. You're on the air. Yes, this is Sojourner. Sojourner. All right. Um. We have to look at this thing from a historical perspective when it comes to dealing, understanding where, how things are done in America regarding black people. A um, couple of weeks ago, I gave you a figure of 60% of the men that went to Vietnam were black. You can Google that. There was a project called Project 100,000. When the Vietnam War started, the it started out with like 30,000 soldiers. It escalated to 600,000 soldiers were going over there at the end of the war. When you see how the black man was sent to war and died and mangled there, you see why we have what we have today because those men did not come back to be fathers, uncles, role models for our black community so you see now what we have going on in our community 
Well, well, sir, let's get the facts straight. 60% of the men that fought in Vietnam was not black. Well, you now, can Google it. I, I don't care what Google is saying. 60% of the men in, in Vietnam was not black. Now, it was a over large number of blacks. You can Google it. I'm not talking about A large number of blacks in Vietnam. Okay. It was right. an over number. But okay. we were not 60% of the fighting force in okay. Vietnam. We okay. now, we see, we, we, we as black men at that time was only 6% of the population. Now, ain't nowhere in the world 60% of the men fighting in Nam were black. Now, it was, it was, we had a disproportionately high number, a disproportionately high number of us was killed and maimed and come back with all kinds of problems, mental problems and everything that they don't even talk about because they don't want those uh, particular uh, GIs, they don't want them healed. They don't, they don't want that. I understand what you're saying. It's a, it okay, was a disproportionately good. high, but it wasn't 60%. Okay, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that, but let's get, let's mm-hmm. get to the, let's not, we won't get caught up on that. What is happening now? Now, wait a minute. Oh, 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 wait, look. We can have uh, disagreements on philosophy, but we can't disagree uh, on facts. Facts are what they are. And there are facts that we were not 60%. All right, come on. Let me go on. We won't get stuck there. Uh, what we are seeing is because of that fact, whatever the number was, that you had a disproportion of men killed there, so that took away leadership. That took away... Oh, I agree. Powder. That took away everything, and now what we are seeing with what you're saying about Biden and the black woman, this is part of the scheme of, uh, of racial ge- uh, genocide. Uh-huh. It never stopped. It never stopped. This is what we are seeing now, because if you if you want to kill a race, you started with the male. You take him out, make him less influential. Mm-hmm. Coming out of Vietnam, then we had the crack epi- epidemic. The crack epidemic hit America, hit the black community like uh, the pandemic did, like Corona did. Mm-hmm. Every place you saw 10 blacks, that was a crack epidemic in those little places. Little bitty town had crack epidemic. So this is what we are seeing now. This is a long-term plan. This plan stretches out over years, and I, I know you understand that because nothing just happened. There is a no, plan. But there was no crack epidemic uh, right after Vietnam ended. What year, what year did it Vietnam end? Vietnam ended in the 60s, late 60s, early 70s. 1974. Okay. All right. Now, the crack academic... Hit hit, in the 80s. Wait, just be quiet. I'll tell you. The, you know who, where uh, the crack was introduced to Dallas? You know what year that was? 1986. You know why I know? Because it was done on this show. The, the, the head of the Dallas 
County Medical Department introduced it right here. It's a, it's a, it is a, a, a dope coming that's going to be worse than anything we've ever seen. It was first introduced in Los Angeles. It was then next introduced in Miami, Florida. And from those, those were the test people. You know who, who did it? You know who ran the test and who was over it? First of all, the man that headed, was headed to CIA was, was testing this thing. This was Bush, Bush 41. They, he, they were then Oliver North traded weapons, weapons for crack. And these people went all over the United States and spread it, this thing. That was some years in the difference, but now dope was in America. They brought this in order to quiet us down. They, they, they made sure, like they did in China they, in, in 1921, they, they introduced opium to settle the people down where they won't protest the wrongs that the government was doing. Crack cocaine... It was introduced to the United States by the United States government. And that is the truth about the matter. And this is what I'm saying. The point I'm making is a continuum. It goes from one issue to the next issue. Mm -hmm. Blacks in the, in the, before World War I were making progress. The war started. World War I took a lot of black men out of the community. Then you, mm -hmm. got, then you had, uh, when we came back out of the war, you start another upward progression by black people. Then World War II started. That took some out. Then you got Korea, then Vietnam, then the crack epidemic. All of these things are part of the scheme that goes on every day that's part of the plan to annihilate black people in America. Mm -hmm. well, I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. We like to agree, but we like to get make sure we get things right, state, state them right. Make sure we get the dates right and everything that way they really know you know what you're talking about. And uh, these things are happening here in this study put things before our people, especially our broadest, brightest minds, young, intelligent bright minds They're, and they usually are the first ones to catch a hold to something new see but we have to start teaching our children our grandchildren and all don't go for something that looks so good so great that you you think it's just out of this world no teach them and we will then begin to progress to avoid a lot of the traps they said for us. We're going over by now. Thank you. Thank you for your call. And you can reach me at 972-647-1893. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. All right. We're back for our last segment in the 7 o'clock hour. We're back. We're back. We have the barrister coming. Uh, in the 8 o'clock hour and uh, we'll be waiting for him but we we just have things you see the press was spending tremendous amounts of, of money to get your support black people 
They know how to play you. They know how to put the sad situations and make them sad and everything before you on TV and tell you these sad sob stories. And you fall for it. They know how to play you when they want your support. The guy they're doing. Now, it's sad. I ain't see anybody kill or maimed everything and why he'd see war. But when, when things are, are bad, uh, we're not, we're called on. But when things are good, we are overlooked and not wanted. They know how to play us. I try to warn you, wake you up. This, a lot of it's a game. A lot of it's a game. Now, have you ever asked yourself, why would Russia invade the Ukraine? The Ukraine, the size of Texas. Russia seems to have problems feeding and taking care of what they already have. What is it? What are they going for? What does Ukraine have Russia don't have? There's some things, there's some games being played, people. And I'll tell you what they are. We'll take a few calls and I'll tell you what they are. All righty, who do we have, Earl is uh, waiting for you right now on line one. Who? Uh, Earl. Earl? Yes. All righty, good morning, Earl. Good morning, you're on air. This is Earl. But it is. Earl, all right, uh, come on. I want to uh, touch on a couple of subjects. The first one is Ms. Jackson, nomination and confirmation. Uh-huh. I'm pleased as a black man to see that happen and as a rape, but I can't get past on having that white husband, you know, that could be in her ear on a lot of different things that would affect the black community. But I'm very happy that we do have a black Supreme Court justice and it's good for the people. But the whole deal is the system is designed to uh, disconnect the black man and the black woman. That's why you see black women are put on a pedestal, well, pushing up the corporate ladder at the mm -hmm. same time, degrading the black man. You know, the black woman now will have less respect for the black man. And mm -hmm. that's the whole problem, to disconnect the black mother, the black So you, you see what's going on. Woman. Oh, sir, I, I preach this every day. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an ordinary individual, but I preach this every day to different people, youngsters, and I talk a lot, you know, every day you do that. But at any rate, the whole deal is to disconnect the black woman. Now he got the black woman thinking that she's totally better than a partner, the black man. Mm -hmm. You see. Uh, he, he, are, are you saying the black woman is falling for this trick? Alfonso, Alfonso, okay. Alfonso. Yeah, she also falls for the hook, line, and picture, sir. I know every day I'm a, I'm a product service. It's a little real thing. Little, a lot in downtown buildings, but I see a lot of black women. They can be one black woman, three white boys, two, three white girls, 
and they'll walk right by the black man and want him to speak. Look down. I see it all the time. But you always have that black female or two females in the office building. No black names. Now, ah. if you do have one, uh, don't get no misunderstanding, but he's blue. We'll see. He might be with it. But they would never have all black guys. And the second thing I like it on, uh, 1981, I was in Kansas City on that crack cocaine deal. And I tried crack November of 1981, Thanksgiving Day. And I threw up three times smoking it. And let me know that God said, this is not for you. Mm -hmm. And I have not touched it then. But the crack cocaine came in in the 80s, right after, about five years, five or six years after it did. And now war ended. No, it was longer than that. The war ended in 74. To give you an exact year. And this started, it was introduced here on this show. Uh, in 1986, he came to Dallas. He had come to Los Angeles and Miami before now. But uh, this is when these things started. But see, they, they all, all of it's a pattern and laid out. I'm not disagreeing with this stuff coming, but get the timing right. It's all a pattern laid out to make sure that the strongest man on earth because he's God's chosen people, will never rise. They know eventually we'll make it someday, but they're trying to delay this thing long as he possibly can to keep us divided from one another and keep us down because he don't want us ever to rise on this earth. Until we understand that as a people, we'll never get anywhere. Yes, sir. You're dead on. You think the way I think. But I look at things every day yeah. and see how things are changing mm-hmm. and see what the real problem is going on. That's why they got all the mass incarceration and all that. And children, black men, get rid of them. Not the black men, they're trying to, but that God is not going to let it happen. Mm-hmm. And I will get off the horn now and listen to the rest of the show. But I want to definitely get on those two things. I'm 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 woke. I've been woke since about fifteen years old, so I'm still woke. Okay, thank you. That's it. Good day. God bless you. That clears the line. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. All right, who do we have, uh, Pierre? And we have a team on uh, line uh, one. Tim. Tim. Yeah. Alrighty. Good morning, Tim. Tim, are you there? Tim. Tim, are we here? Are you there? Hello? Yes, Uh, listen to your phone. You're on the air. This is Malcolm. Oh, it's Malcolm? Okay, 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 so, yeah, Tim, okay. voice sounded for me. Wait a minute, (laughs) All right, right uh, Tim Tim is on line two. All right, we're going to line two. We'll be back to Malcolm. Good morning, Tim. Hey, how you doing, Brother Warnett? Fine, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I want to know how you feel about eugenics. Uh, You know, just like uh, Ketanji Jackson with uh, this white guy, right? And with eugenics, it's like a natural selection, right? With Darwin, you know, with that natural selection stuff. And we Mm -hmm. have a lot of people 
uh, get with uh, uh, other different races changing the complex of our race. You know what I'm saying? So natural selection was like, you know, genetic changing the genetic. I just want to know how you feel about that. Well, how you see, feel about the, you know. There are all kinds of things to change us from who we are. That way, then you destroy certain things about people. You destroy that real identity. And there's an identity crisis that we've had that we don't talk about as a people for years. Nope. You know, we've always been discriminated against ourselves. Don't you remember? Uh, how old are you? I'm 58. Huh? 58? Well, you're close. You're, you're almost there. When we were in school, in all black schools, uh, what children used to get the most attention? Did you all go to all black schools? You went to? Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was in, the, in elementary school, then in junior high school. Uh, okay, elementary. was it all black? It was all black, yeah. What children got the most attention? Uh, the lightest skinned kids. Thank you. We've always we've always have had a problem among us that was taught to us through slavery, among right. ourselves. That's one of the barriers. It's the only one now that have always separated us to uh, to whom we admire and whom that 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 black teacher. What, what, it, what, what all, was always her pet, and right. all of these things hey, happen. See, we hey, I, we have many uh, mountains to climb. We have. Yeah. yeah. Can I can I uh, tell you something? When I was in elementary school, right, I was uh, in a class with, and it was a white teacher, mm -hmm. and I'm a dark skinned guy, right? Right. And me and this my light skinned friend, we got into a discussion about football, and, and I don't remember exactly what it was. It was in Kenton the ground, and I had drew a picture of it, and we were we were uh, talking real loud, right? Well, the teacher got me, took me outside, and she slapped me. I never did tell my mother this. So Why? I got old. But he was light-skinned, right? I'm uh -huh. dark-skinned, but she took me out, and I was trying to explain to her, and this woman slapped me. Well, you know well why didn't you tell? You should have told that. I just, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kid. I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't say anything. Yeah, I, just, I understand. You know, I understand. Uh, but how old were you that. then? Pardon? How old were you then? I, I still didn't hear you. How old were you at that time? Oh, I was like I was like ten. Yeah. Uh huh. So yes. I didn't see, I didn't say anything about that. Yeah. And also, I, I I wrote a paper when I was in college, right, about colorism. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And my, you know, it was it was supposed to be like ten pages, right? I wrote eight pages, but it was what it was what I wrote. And the teacher, the instructor, didn't give me my paper back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was in depth, but, but it wasn't, you know, it was 10 pages, supposed to be 10. I wrote eight, and I still got an A on the paper. Oh, he, he gave you, know you an A? Yeah, he gave me an A. She gave me an A. It was a, I was in an African Studies class, and it was a white teacher. An African See, Studies a, class? Know, right, and it was a it, white teacher. What, what school district was this? This was, this was this was when I was in college. I was over at Brookhaven. Oh, at tell me so. Okay, all right. All right, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So these things that are going on, like you said, you know, the colorism in the black community, mm -hmm. it's, getting, it's not getting any better. We need to dis dis discuss issues in our own race about color. Mm -hmm. And dark-skinned women, dark-skinned women have it worse. Yeah, they, they really catch it. They really 
catcher. But we got to move forward. Thank you for your call. Then close the line, 972-647-1893. All righty, who, who do we have? And uh, we have uh, Alfonso who wants to be on the air right now. Who? Alfonso. Alfonso. All right. Just bring it on. Bring it. Bring the call. Uh, good morning, you all kid win. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Go right on. You're on the air. Oh, Bishop, how are you this morning? Fine, how are you? I am a Vietnam vet. The young man that called you, mm-hmm. I'm backing you up, Bishop, because I was there. Mm-hmm. And we were, blacks were there, but we did not represent the proportion no. of troops that were there. No, 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 no. We weren't 60%, but... No, we were not, a, so We were... It was a large number for us for the population of the country. It was a large number, but it wasn't 60. No any. This is true. Mm-hmm. And on the drug things, mm-hmm. let's not forget about J. Edgar Hoover. He flooded Oakland mm-hmm. with that mess. Well, see... And was, I will... Go right ahead, go right ahead. Our people have to understand the history that you're teaching us. Mm-hmm. They need to just be quiet sometime and listen. And I don't know where he got that information on Google. Mm-hmm. But I was in the boondocks. Vietnam veterans will not talk to you because they don't want to talk about that crap, Bishop. No. That's they most, really uh, that's very, you're very correct. And see, the thing about this whole deal is that we, we, I don't want stuff like that go over these airways because people will get it wrong and say, I said that. No. Exactly. No. Anything I tell you, I'm coming up with facts. I'm coming up with that's facts. That's why I call and, you Bishop. Yeah. And if your peers don't recognize it, I call you bishop. Oh, Go to you. the Bible and they will tell you the criteria of a bishop. That's right. And and mm-hmm. you are a bishop to me because uh, I read it. And bishop, I'm not going to hold you up. I'm, I'm, I'm at the Washington. You're at the Washington. Do you have a wife? Yes, I do. And she sent you to the Washington? Well, the only reason I'm at the Washington because I was broke down. <laughs> do, we, do you feel like sometimes we need to imitate our fathers and grandfathers? <laughs> 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 they were slick. They knew how how to operate. They kept her barefooted and pregnant. <laughs> But one thing she gets yeah. angry at me about, I uh-huh. do not fold clothes. I take them out the drive, throw them in that basket, and I'm <laughs> yeah, All right. Thank you. Have a good time. Thank you. Yes, sir, Bishop. All righty. Thank you. 972-647-1893. Man, we are almost, we're ready for the 8, it's 8 o'clock. My God. And uh, 972-647-1893 coming next. Mr. Attorney Malcolm Robinson will be coming up next. All right. We're ready for our number two of Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Bryant, your host. All right, telling you. Tomorrow morning, 9.30, tune in with us on Marion Barnett Senior's Facebook, Heavenly Joy Church. 
listen to us. Our Lord, listen to us tomorrow morning. We'll be having some, giving out a lot of deep information tomorrow about Palm Sunday, what it was really all about. Stuff you don't normally hear, but it is the truth, and it's right there in the Bible. All righty. We're going to start off with whom? Who we got? Who do we have? Uh, the barrister there. Yeah, Malcolm Robinson is on uh, line one. Okay. Uh, bring on Linda. Okay. And then we bring on Malcolm. Okay, yeah. Uh, Linda wants to be on the air. All righty. Good, good morning, Linda. How are you, Reverend Burnett? Fine. How are you? I'm good. I just wanted to call and uh, talk about how you noticed that on TV all the time now the commercials is always a black woman or a white man or a white woman and a black man. Have you noticed that? I noticed that, but the, it's not often you see the, a white woman and a black man. It, they come on. But most of the time I've noticed It's a yes. black woman and a white man. Yes, that's, it's a lot of that on TV now. Just just watch. You see, yeah. every time a commercial come on, it's mixed race. It's mm-hmm. mixed race. Yeah. Yes. But you, you don't like that, do you? <laughs> it's not that I don't like it. just I, I don't know. I ain't nothing I can do about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. I ain't nothing I can do about it, you know? But yeah. I just noticed it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've looked at TV and I noticed it, so I thought I'd call in and, and, and tell you to kind of look at that on TV sometimes. You'll see. Yeah, yeah. You are so right. You are so right. You are so right, Linda. You're very right. And I'm right. glad I got you. My husband is crazy about you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank him. Every morning. So he got me listening to you, too. All right. So, I thought I'd call and you have a blessed day. All right, you do the same thing. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, I tell you what, uh, Pierre, bring the barrister home. Attorney Malcolm Robinson. Good morning, sir. Hello. Yes, go right ahead. You're How are on you there. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, one day at a time. <laughs> yeah, you're doing fine. Well, what's going on? What's going on in the world of law? Well, the law continues to evolve. Mm-hmm. And so, every day, the law is evolving. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that we need to understand when I say we, the general public, Mm-hmm. is that America is a stool with three legs. <laughs> oh, boy. I got a leg missing, huh? Yeah. One is ca- uh, economic, which is capitalism. Mm-hmm. One is political, which mm-hmm. is uh, democracy. Mm-hmm. And the third one is the rule of law. All right. You mm-hmm. always hear the politicians Uh, talk about the rule of law. Mm-hmm. They have to have the rule of law in America. Right. The rule of law is the result of politics. Mm-hmm. So 
when you are saying tomorrow, uh, you're going to talk about Palm Sunday mm-hmm. and the political aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's very important because politics controls everything, and politics always have people. Mm-hmm. It always have. Yes, always have. Mm-hmm. But, but like I said in the beginning. This thing is talking about celebrating politics and religion. They don't mix. You don't have. That's a trick on us. Yes. Because everybody else practices uh, in their religion political things that really help guide which way their ethnic group is going. Exactly. It's all political. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, that's important. So when we get into issues about CRT, critical race theory, all that is, mm-hmm. is the evolution of the rule of law That's in right. America. That's right. That's right. And mm-hmm. racism has always been involved. That's right. That's right. So, mm-hmm. when we, I think when we, when we listen to things and do things, we, a lot of times, uh, sometimes I think people don't really want to accept that. Well, you're so right on that, uh, uh, Attorney Robinson. You're so right on that. People don't want to accept certain things. Uh, they want to go to church, and they all want to go and have a good time. That's wonderful. But the number one priority should be to learn. And that message should have some things that will challenge our thinking and teach us Every time a person go to church, and uh, if we would get as much out of our church as whites have gotten out of theirs, now we're the ones supposed to be so spiritual. But when it comes to uplifting ourselves in this world, we're the least, not the most. Have do you ever think about things like that? Oh yeah, I think about that all. I have thought about that all the time, all my life, because I was born, raised, and I, I remember that you wouldn't believe that the amount of time that I've been in church. (laughs) (laughs) I can. I know you're not the same age, so I, I can imagine that we both had to go. Every Sunday, but I had to go not only on Sundays, all during the middle of the week. That was choir rehearsal, prayer meeting. I had to go. The whole week. Yeah, the whole week. <laughs> the whole week. I, I'd be want to go have fun, but no, you're going to church. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason. And so, oh. I, when I, after I graduated from high school, I said, I ain't never going back no more. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I was through with the church, but they bring up a child in the way to go. When they grow old, they will not depart from it. That's that. That's true. And and all of us that go to church, we we know and we should know that politics is in the church. You all better have been. Uh, Lord have mercy. I believe there's more politics in the church than it is in Washington. And and, and, and in the black church. Yes, Lord. Yes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. He, every time he. Uh, that preacher get up, he almost is just preaching a, an inaugural address. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because he better not say the wrong thing. 
If it's a Baptist church, he's out of there. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> so anyway, so that's 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 the way I I view it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way it is. So you know. Mm-hmm. So we just have to we just have to understand the political situation and work within it and mm-hmm. try and learn from it. Yeah, and use it to our advantage and and. Uh, as an attorney, that that I'm, I'm out, I've been out here every day for over forty some years practicing law. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I come upon people that 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 want to keep their heads in the sand, and they don't understand how the legal system affects their lives, mm-hmm. and uh, until it just hits them right in the face. So, you know, what I try to do is try to explain the aspect of the legal system that has a direct effect on the issue that, you know, people will contact mm-hmm. me uh, because they are having. And that's when, you know, when I was practicing law, I, I practiced in a number of areas, mm-hmm. but uh, I evolved into the area of probate and real estate. Mm-hmm. Primarily, along with corporate and, and business, uh, mm-hmm. over the last oh twenty some years of, of practice, because I saw the African American community in America mm-hmm. uh, evolving into having that those areas having a greater impact on our ability to uh, acquire wealth and. Uh, develop wealth and that's what we we need to do uh, because that that economic uh, leg on the stool we have to get more involved in and have a, a better understanding and participation in that so that's right and that, that's part of what the, the purpose and objective mm-hmm. of me coming on you know for the last three years yeah uh, with you on the second Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, you, 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 for, for about two years, you would call in and give us so much information. I said, nah, I got to try to get this guy on uh, every week because he, the stuff he, you're giving out uh, uh, was uh, every, everywhere I go, people would be asking about that lawyer. Yeah, that comes on and everything. I said, well, yeah. got to get, got to make sure Malcolm be a regular here because he, he really have helped a lot of people. You, you really have done a tremendous job of helping people. I mean, a whole lot of them. Uh, yeah, you've been one of the most popular guests I've had. Nationally known people, all kind of people on this show over the years, but you've been one of the ones they. Ask about. And talk well, I about appreciate, one here. And I appreciate here. that that opportunity. See, so you got my lines all all lit up now. They <laughs> covered. They covered right now. I tell you what, uh, P.I., Let's take some calls. Let's get take, get some of those calls. Let, let some of these people talk yes. to uh, talk to the barrister. And I said, bring me one up. All right, uh, Eddie wants to talk to the barrister right now. He's on the line too. Ad. Yes. Alrighty. Good morning, Ad. 
Good morning, Great Reverend. Yes, how are you? Up, up, over the top. All right, uh, this is Eddie, yes, huh? Go right ahead, you on. Yes, uh, uh, forgive me, Great Reverend. Yeah. I just wanted to acknowledge, uh, you know, uh, reading and listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm trying to think now. Uh, the first judge, a black woman judge in this country, was uh, uh, Mr. Jane Bowen. Uh-huh. And there are a lot of people that work with uh, Thurgood Marshall. Mm-hmm. And uh, I should have wrote it down, but I believe her... Uh, 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 Constance Baker. Yep. You got it right. It's definitely right. her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great influence, a woman, black woman. I think she cooked for uh, Third Wood Marshall. And she moved in because this man, Third Wood Marshall, a black man, did not see her uh, color or sex. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, that's uh, how we need to move when you have great intelligence. And of course now, uh, the black man has to see and uh, he goes and plants it in that garden. That is the lead. That's how it's taught all throughout the world and that's naturally, uh, by nature. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just acknowledge that. And mm-hmm. because the black female, uh, so and others, that we know about in history, lead. That is because the white man had his eyes on the black man so much so that basically couldn't move. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say that part, and just also real quick, Easter. People have such a wrong interpretation of Easter. Mm-hmm. It's not the, uh, it's not the S-O-N, it's the S-U-N. All that means is the moving of the sun. It's different in the northern and the southern hemisphere. And that teaching needs to be taught. Yeah. Because the metaphors and analogies used, we've been blinded. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just share the list with you, Ray Reverend. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your call, Eddie. All right. In 972-647-1893. You want to comment on that, uh, Attorney Robinson? Well, everything, uh, I understand everything they say. I think, uh, oh, yeah, well, let me put it like this. Women, I'm going to put women, were second-class citizens until 1920. And you have to keep that in, in, in perspective when you discuss gender. Women could not vote until 1920. Mm-hmm. Women could not serve on juries until 1920. Mm-hmm. Now, when you think but now this it, was white women also. I, now, the 1920 is that women, all, all women, mm-hmm. African American women, came after that. I know. For the most part, mm-hmm. in terms of participation. Mm-hmm. But in the law, the law, women could not participate until 1920. Was that one of the few that. things that the black male became, came in before? The white female? Say that again? The right to vote. The black male could vote in 1920. Yes. But the white female couldn't until. The the, the black male could vote and participate on juries 
under the law mm-hmm. prior to 1920, before the white female could. That's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. But but it made it so if you can really tell a person how many bubbles was in that bar of soap. <laughs> That's yeah. right. And then there was that poll tax that... The last I remember was in 61 in Texas. It was $1.75. Now, people look at that and laugh. That wasn't, that ain't nothing. That was a lot of money for oh, yeah, a poor a black family back in 61. $1.75 was a lot of money. That, that, that's correct. But yeah. I think, I, I think Reverend uh, Barnett, that we also have to understand that Reconstruction, mm-hmm. the black female, a black woman, could not participate in in Reconstruction. No, no, it couldn't. No, she couldn't. So we had to think about that in terms of the African American uh, evolution. But now, who was doing this? Who was doing it? Well, who was putting all these penalties on the black female? Said it. Who the was white. Who, the the who the what? The white man was the was white male of everything. Yeah, the white male. That's correct. Well, it was not the black male. No, to, no. These are some of the things I hear women talk. A lot of people talk, saying how bad we did. We were not in power to do hardly anything. Very that, little. That, that's correct, and and. But I think, I think you know, when you think about history, you think about that. Mm-hmm. And then when you talk about the uh, African-American uh, female participation in law, uh, right after 1920, you had uh, black women who were lawyers. Like the, mm-hmm. One of the first uh, lawyers were a lady by the name of Gertrude Rush. Mm-hmm. And she, she was... Uh, one of the founders of the uh, National Bar Association back in 1925 or 26, something like that. Uh, that's the Black Bar Association, right? That's right. The National Bar is, a, is the uh, Black Bar Association of, mm-hmm. of Attorneys. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she was one of the founders. She was the only female of one of the founders. Gertrude Rush was her name. Mm-hmm. And that and that's remarkable when you think that women couldn't even they were second class citizens to nineteen twenty. Mm-hmm. The, the National Bar Association and the NAACP and them uh, rose up in, in the early to the mid twenties. Mm-hmm. I I I have to make sure I get the yeah. page. We up against a we up against a short break in the argument yeah. is at nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We'll be right back in a few seconds. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back. We're back with Attorney Malcolm Robinson. Uh, Pierre, let's take a few calls. Yeah. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. All right, we have uh, Gerald on the line for Gerald. Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Gerald. Good morning, Brother Bernard and, and uh, Attorney uh, Robinson. Yes. yes. Good morning. And uh, good morning to Pierre as well. Good morning. Uh, yes, uh, I wanted to say about, you know, the black man, black woman. You got to understand that there's an evil think tank out there. 
that they don't do nothing but think of evil things to do to the black race. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That is mm-hmm. a fact. You got to understand, the devil, <laughs> the devil do work, and he's working more now than he did back then. Mm-hmm. But we got to be up on our drive, knowing and keeping that in forefront. Because every time they bring out something evil, you can best believe that in the near future when we take hold of that evil, well then they got something already out there that, that uh, continue to minister on. Crack was a great uh, destruction for the black community, but now we got this other stuff that, man, I, I'm afraid to even think about it. It just it just so prevalent in its instant death, you know. Uh, but amongst all of that, I want to say to your credit attorney that I'll be going to Texas to get the deed, uh, as you had stated to me. And that you, you put something on my mind that I, I never would uh, have thought of. Just because we're of, of, of uh, descendants or uh, or we are, uh, we're not exactly inherited of property. When you say that to me this week when I call you, I'm thinking just because my dad inherited land from his dad or my mom and from her uh, dad now, that we automatically inherited of that. Did I understand you correct that that is not so? That that is not so. You don't inherit property because your dad may have owned the property. You are a descendant of your dad. You are in line to inherit the property. But you do not inherit the property until the probate court declares who are the heirs of your dad. Once the court declares the legal heirs of your dad or your mom and or your mom, you cannot inherit the property. It's very important Mm -hmm. for people to understand that because black people think (laughs) that it's a birthright. See, they think it's a birthright. Inheritance mm-hmm. is not a birthright. Hmm. The law, the law outlines in the estate code who are the descendants of your parents, and yeah. a child is a descendant of the parent. That means that they are in line to become an heir, but they don't become an heir just because they are the child of the parent. Mm-hmm. That's very important. Yeah. Yes, oh. I mean, when you told me that, that I'm still taking back on that. I'm, yeah, I'll be down there just like the Spanish people early in the morning before. I'm going to be sleeping there to get them to eat. Yeah, all right. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you we thank you for call. your call. All right. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. All righty. Uh, uh, who do we have here? Uh, we have a uh, brother, uh, Andrew. Andrew? Yes, brother Andrew. And, Bro- uh, line two. Brother Andrew. 
Good morning. Good morning. I want thanking God for allowing us to be able to uh, people to be able to learn and know about the truth. Uh, some people may think they're always talking about black and white. They're always talking about this and that. All I appreciate really what you're doing. You're trying to open up our eyes to let us know we're not, we shouldn't be third class people. We should be citizens just like everybody else. That things, yes, things that we work for, I guess, grandparents slaves for, and, and it, it, we have to work twice as hard to show that we deserve this stuff. Uh-huh. You're so right. It, but do you have any, uh, a question for uh, Attorney Robinson? Yeah, for Attorney Robinson. Uh, I want to ask you. We bought property. We have property, uh, a home, and, and so on. Now, our kids, we want to go ahead. We're going to go ahead and sign our, you know, sign a will over to them. Tell me the legal way about doing this so it won't be any kind of mess between my, I only have two kids. What, what you what you can do is well you have to do a, a will, and you can determine and declare who are the beneficiaries of your assets. And okay. if, if you have real property as one as part of your assets, then you uh-huh. decide in the will who of your descendants, if any, are going to inherit your property. So you can do okay, that, I and then I once the will is done, say that again? Our kids are only 12, but we want to get it, uh, put it in there as soon as possible on their names, because, you know, we do not, we don't know if we're going to live tomorrow, you know? We, well, we if, if, if they are 12, uh, the only way you can do that, you, you know, technically they cannot own property because they are... Are not adults. They okay. can they can have inherit. They can be considered potential owners of property, but they're not adults. So you can either do it by will, or you can set up a trust and put the property in trust and have them as beneficiaries. One of the beneficiaries of the trust, and and, and then the trust will transfer the property over to them at a particular point in time, depending on how the terms and provisions of, of the trust are drafted. So you can't just put put your property in the name of your children. No, that's you cannot do that. Okay. Uh, I'd like to get your number uh, from the show afterwards so I can get in contact with you and you can help me and my wife with this thing, okay? Oh, yes, yes. You, you give us a call and we will we will schedule a... a we'll discuss it with you first and then See if we need to schedule a consultation for you. Thank you very much, and you also have a blessed day. Yes. Uh, well, how old would he have to be? What twenty-one in order to have property transferred over in their name to what? Eighteen. Eighteen. Eight, uh, it's eighteen, not twenty-one. 18, yes. Okay. In Texas is eighteen. Well, okay, good. Texas is liberal on something. Wow. I know <laughs> that's a rarity with Texas. Yeah. I think there's a line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. I would be happy, yeah. 
Imani is on uh, line four. I Imani? Yeah. Alrighty. Good morning, Imani. Good morning, uh, Pastor and uh, Attorney Ralston. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Mm -hmm. I'm doing great. I'm sitting here looking at my library, and I'm listening. I've been listening. I listen all the time. I've been listening for 40, 30 years. And I listen to the same stuff over and over and over and over. That's why we are, I want to ask the attorney a question. I'm sitting here with a, 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 called the Constitution of the United States, the Declaration of Independence in my hand. Our people don't read. They, they, they Google and they do everything. They don't study. I have a library, and I'm trying to find out from attorney what we can do. My Power Nineways Corporation, when we under Dr. Claude Anderson, associate, he told me, don't say we, uh, you know, we got for liability sake. What will it take for us to get uh, you, uh, the, for the attorney, uh, legal information, pastor, you for the religious aspect, Dr. Mm -hmm. Edwards, another lady for the medical thing? What will it take for us to start a book club? A bank club, because we died from our, 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 our diets and stuff. What will it take for us to have a seminar for a couple of days? We need a couple of days, because these are the shortest two hours in the history of in radio, you know? Because we don't have enough time to say what we want to say. This is the only station that we have out of the thousands of stations we have. Dr. Emerson has a whole book, a book, a lot of books. What will it take attorney just to form one of those, a think tank, uh, and come together and a seminar and everybody give their expertise and we come up with a think tank so we can come together. What will it take to do that? Well, first, well first of all, that, that's ongoing. There's organizations now that, that, that function like think tanks. You may not, well, we have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Okay. Anderson and Paul Ice Cube, we have one already. But what would yes. it take to get all you guys together? And everybody got expertise. I do, and then Pastor, I know you do. I heard you Sunday. Thank you for the message. But mm -hmm. we just don't have enough time to say what we want to say, and within a period of time, we have on this one station. Well, well, this station is just, just this station is very important. It's a part yes, it is. Of the overall... We don't get enough time. Mm hmm. Go ahead, I'm sorry. This station and this program is a part of the overall aspect of what is there for people to participate and to learn from. And and Rev Barnett has a has a show that reaches out probably even a little a little bit further than the station. <laughs> but but this is this is this is part of it. I understand what uh, what you're saying, and I, what I do I always encourage people to the show, and then based upon the information that they may receive, they can follow up on and and get more information. I, I, well, this I, is what I, we need a whole day. The attorney, this is why I'm trying to say it. I've been a, a contributor for 30 years. This is why we don't want, this is like even now, where, you know, I can, you, it's hard to talk to you and you talk to me within this period of time. What would it take for all you expertise, Dr. Edwards too, I'll thank you for the house, another doctor, and you, the attorney, after you do the religion, what would it take for us to come together and have a conference where we can go have to talk as fast as we do before you hang up on us? Well, I think I, I think K K N O N through Doctor Barnett. If okay. They, if they decide to set up a a a program that would be a 
you know, uh, one day thing or something, they could do that and and then okay. invite their participants to participate on the show. But but I don't okay. think that you should be. Uh, you have to understand that that's just one program among yes. the, okay uh, a lot of programs because there's uh, organizations that are doing that right now. That's what I want to well, say. Well, we have a national organization that's spearheaded by Ice Cube, the rapper, and we have some more people. Dr. Claude Anderson, he overhear him. Yeah, Claude Anderson wrote the four books, uh, the, the Pulitzer Prize books. We we were in Washington D.C. and we trying to talk to. Right now, we're trying to get in talk to the president because we don't need no more lynching laws and stuff. We need some laws, some reparations, and a lot of things that I can't see. I got to talk as fast, but I'm trying to come up with. Uh, we already started the group, but I, I want to know. Yeah, if you can join us and Dr. Edwards and Dr. Barnett and all of us, let's just have a, come up with a day, Dr. Barnett, where we can all come together and everybody will have enough time to, to, to educate us and we won't have to talk so fast so we can, you know, get our information out. Well, we can do, we can do things like that. Uh, call me at home and we'll see what we do. I'd have to ask uh, uh, Attorney Robinson, uh, Dr. Travis Edwards, and others uh, to, to participate and get I them. Educated. I can't speak for them. Yes, uh huh. Well, Pastor, I'm going to listen in the morning because you got to talk real fast. I'm going to listen to you, and when, when you see my number over there, call me at the number after you after your uh, ministry. Oh, okay, then. Sure thing. Thank you for your call and comment. A close the line, 972-647-1893. RIP, who do we have? And uh, we have uh, James on the line three. James? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, James. You're on with uh, Attorney Robinson. Uh, good morning, uh, Pastor and Attorney Robinson. Yeah. I have uh, two questions for the attorney. Um, one is like, what what is the process of uh, uh, documents that you go through from uh, an asset or property being listed as uh, a part of an estate to uh, a deed? Uh, I have heard you say that uh, a uh, an affidavit of ownership is necessary, but I was just curious what what are the documents that uh, a person would go through uh, to go from air property to. Uh, to a deed. That's, that's my first question. And okay. the second question is, suppose uh, amongst the heirs there is a, a person who has tremendous debt, uh, tremendous, he owes everybody. Uh, you know, he got child support, he got gambling debt, uh, and when he inherits his part of the property, uh, his uh, creditors are going to seize it immediately. What can be done to protect uh, this particular individual from uh, creditors. Those are my two questions. Uh, oh. And I'll hang up and get the answer. Oh, oh, okay, let me try to deal with, uh, deal with the first question first. If, if you, if you, you, by you, I mean any person who's listening, uh, own a piece of property, by ownership, I mean that your name is on the deed and you uh, have title and legal interest in the property. In order for you to transfer that property to one of your descendants, you would need to, you can do it by doing a will, you could do it by doing a trust. Once the person is deceased, 
the defendant would need to file an application in the probate court to either probate the will that the defendant prepared or if they die without a will, an application for a declaration of heirship. And you in Dallas County, you have to retain an attorney to do that. That application is reviewed by the court. And then if it meets all the requirements, the probate court issues an order admitting the will to probate and allowing the executor who's named in the will to have the authority to write a deed to transfer the property from the estate to the heirs or to the beneficiaries that's named in the will. That's how that's done. That's the only legal way it can be done. And, and that's very important. Now, the other aspect of it... I tell you what, Attorney Robinson, could you... We're up against a short break, okay. and we'll come back to it. As soon as it's break, y'all can reach us 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. All right. We are, we are back. Uh, Attorney Malcolm with uh, Attorney Malcolm Robinson. Uh, uh, were you going to finish up what they call? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The, the last question was regarding if you have a descendant who has some problems. Uh, I'm gonna just leave it like that. Then uh, it's uh, it's important on on the on the person if they do they will to address that in the will if they, if they are going to do that. If you have a descendant who has problems and who is a potential heir, then they you have them, and yes, there's possibility that some of their problems might you know, uh, bleed on to the estate property. But there's ways that that can be taken care of. You need to consult with an attorney so you can address that. That's the best way for me to answer that. All righty. We thank you. We thank you for your call. The closing line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? Uh, we have uh, Victoria. Who? Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Victoria. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning. Mm -hmm. um, I just had a question. I wanted to know if you could tell me what an affidavit of airship is and how that works. An, aff an affidavit of airship is a document that is prepared by, by a person. And normally it's a document that the title company ex will accept uh, under certain circumstances when in fact you don't have a probate court order declaring that the property is transferred as a result of an estate from one person to the other. Sometimes people try to use the affidavit of airship as a substitute for going to probate court. That's not advisable because affidavit of airship is only subject to acceptance by the title company and the title company will then allow a real estate transaction to go through based upon the affidavit of airship as long as the affidavit of airship complies with elements in the law. The problem with the affidavit of airship is it doesn't have the same legal backing under the law, and it can be subject to attack in the future. 
And all it does is give the title company, uh, based upon their policy, a reason to issue title insurance to indicate that they feel that the affidavit David of Asher provides enough information for them to issue title insurance rather than uh, a, a probate court order. But the probate court order is the way to go. Then you don't have any problem. Okay. okay. Well, I was trying to help a, um, a, um, a friend of mine. They, um, they lost their brother. Their brother passed, and there were no kids or anything, and he didn't have a will. Um, and he had some... Um, um, he had a house, and now they're trying to go through the the process of, I guess, um, trans. somebody had the house transferred Thank over you. into their name illegally, so they're trying to go through this to get it straightened out. And someone told them that they may need an affidavit of airship. Well, what they need to do is consult with an attorney, and when they consulted uh, the attorney. Uh, then the attorney would advise them what they need in order to to uh, provide legal uh, support for the transfer of the property or whatever the legal issue is. You don't try to okay. do it based upon anything other than consultation with an attorney. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Well, I'll have them to give you a call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bye bye. No, thank you. Thank you for your call. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Uh, Pierre, who we have? So we have uh, Freddie on uh, line three. Freddie? Yeah, Freddie. Uh, all righty. Good morning, Freddie. Good morning. How are you, Dr. Barnett? Fine. How are you? I'm doing well. That's good. Uh, I have a question for the uh, attorney. Um, is there any way that you can get around probate um, court and all of its fees? I um, have heard uh, on the TV a company <coughs> advertising that you can get around probate and all of its fees. Well, well, well let, let, let me just say, I, I, I know there's a law firm that does that. You have to go with an attorney to determine what you want to do as it relates to your assets and let the attorney advise you the best way for you to do that without going through probate. That's really what what all the, what you heard on TV is you need to consult with an attorney. That, that sums it all up. There are devices under the law that uh, can be drafted by an attorney to meet your purposes that you can then use once the person is deceased uh, that will allow you to avoid probing. But you got to be extremely careful when you do that because that device only deals with that one asset. That's that piece of property. But you have to consult with an attorney. That's really what, what that's the bottom line. Your name is James. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, thank you. Thank you for your call. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have here? Uh, we have uh, James uh, from uh, Palestine on uh, line two. James from Palestine. Yeah. All righty. Good morning. Yes, good morning to you and the barrister there. I appreciate both of you. 
I yes. talked with him before, but uh, as voucher, as far as uh, you get a document, a map with the land drawn out, and you get uh, a dotted lines that lead from one point to the other, and that is considered an easement. What what type of easement is that called? Or is that a name for it? Implied, expressed, or what would that easement be called? Well, first of all, you shouldn't rely on on a map. I can't say that because I don't know what document you are referencing. But generally uh, okay, speaking, a, go ahead. Yeah, so it's a map that has from one from point A to point B, from one property to another property across uh, the property. And it's you would have to, what, uh, and what you need to do is take that map and any other documents you have, such as the deeds to the various properties, and consult with an attorney so they can review that and determine what, if anything, some marks on the map have regarding your title or interest in property. Don't just take a map and without consulting with an attorney so you can do that. Your, your, your deed has the legal description to your property. And based yes. upon that legal description, that determines the boundaries to your property based upon what type of rights that you have in regards to that property. Subsequent, in addition to that, a survey would normally have to be done and the survey would take the deed and the survey the land in accordance with the legal description and outline any and all uh, areas of the land, including any easements that that might be available. And then you'll have a certified uh, survey. And and if you uh, you know other that's that's a little different than a map. So don't rely on the map or the document that you're talking about without talking to an attorney. That's the bottom line. Yes. Okay, another one right quick is the one about if you have a handshook or an oral agreement about an easement that a living witness has crossed and used that easement, what what, what is the chances of that being you know, are used also? Are you again, you would have to take that document to an attorney and have them review that in conjunction with the deed to the property, which outlines yes. the legal description and the boundaries, and then determine what effect, if any, that that those uh, document would have. Don't rely on the document yourself without consulting with an attorney. Okay, I'll make room for somebody else. Thank you. I'll listen in and may call you when I get a chance. Thank you. All right. righty. Thank you for your call and comment. All righty. And uh, when we look at uh, Attorney Robinson, I, 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 you know, when I look at it, uh, things like this, are we still getting duped out of our property? Are uh, people that are, see, we, uh, so many, see, Texas is no more a Nigerian state. It, it's, it's an urban state now, although it's a huge state, but it's, it still has become urban, which means a lot of people have left a lot of land behind that once lived in the country. But they are in Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio, I guess Austin, Fort Worth, all these different large metropolitan areas. Uh, uh, are they getting duped? Uh, what's happening now? Do you see uh, what's going on? Well, even in a, in a, uh, uh, when you're dealing in an area that has a lot of raw land or agricultural land, a lot of people think 
that they have rights to certain property. But they really don't. And that and a lot of these cities rise up or the settlements rise up because the people lost their property. Mm-hmm. And and then the developers come in there and develop the property. That's how these these uh homesteads and all are come up. Mm-hmm. So the people who who have or feel they have rights to property that's raw land or out in the country or East Texas, West Texas, wherever it may be, mm-hmm. they need to take whatever documents they have to support their claim and talk to an attorney. Otherwise, next thing you know, there'll be a city on that property because because they are going to grab that property and develop it. Mm-hmm. See what I'm so, saying? Uh, what, a city will incorporate that property? Yes, the, the, the city or 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 a developer, mm-hmm. a developer mm-hmm. will find ways to grab the property. Mm-hmm. A lot of these cities or small towns are built up on property that was grabbed by developers back in the day. Mm-hmm. And people lost their property. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so that, that's why it's important. But you got to know who to go to to find out what your rights are. If you don't go to an attorney, then you just like fumbling around in the dark. You have no idea what your rights are. Okay? Well, now, uh, do can counties have different rules? So yes, the, the 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 local government, the counties and the cities can develop local <laughs> local rules, and you have to know what they are mm-hmm. uh, and local procedures. You know, like I say, in Dallas County. You can't go to probate without an attorney. Okay. okay. That's not necessarily the, the case in other counties. So well, now, there's, I've seen this commercial. Uh, in fact, that's how I saw it two or three times this week, telling people, uh, don't go to probate. That, 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 they cost money. That don't, don't go. To, uh, what, what is that all about? Well, that, the lady that called in, that's what she was talking about. Yeah, she's seen that commercial. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's done by a law firm to say that. Oh, is that a are, law firm doing that? Yeah, a law firm is, is the they, one that does the commercial that I've seen. They make it sound like that's the state doing that. No, that's that's a law firm. And they, they, they tell you to contact them so they can go over various uh, instruments and documents that you can use to try to avoid probate. But it's a law firm, so they they're advertising for you to come in and consult with them. Oh, okay. Oh, that's nothing but a slick commercial. Uh, basically, yes. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. Okay. I, I know. I I had heard that uh, uh, commercial been here. I guess for a month or two. Uh, oh yeah. It's been- it's been going on for a while, and, and I figured people would, would listen to that. And, and the thing is, people listen to that, but rather than them going and consulting with an attorney, whether it's that, that attorney or some other, they go and try to do it on their own. And that's when they, you know, and, and, and that we don't need. All right. Well, now, who sets the price of property? I've often wondered about that. Uh, so you go to this place, it's... $35 a square foot. Go to another one, it's $150 a square foot or 200 Go to another one, it may not be but 90 cents to look like a square foot. Who set those prices? 
Well, that's well, that you know. Now you're getting into uh, what gentrification and all that. All that is based upon economics, and that's supply and demand uh, uh, regarding the property itself. Mm-hmm. But property demand for property can be created by developers. Mm-hmm. So the property may not be worth that much for you to go and live it or live in it or live on it. Mm-hmm. But developers get their hands on it and they develop the property and create, as a result of their development, it creates a demand or raises the demand for the property. Mm-hmm. So, so that's part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the other aspect would be based upon how the uh, population is, is, is moving from one point to the other. But again, developers are in that. Yeah. I tell you what, let's let's take a call, Fuga. Let's take a call. Uh, Pierre, who do we have? Uh, we have a uh, Carol on the uh, line two. Carol, yes. Alrighty. Good morning, Carol. Hello, uh, good morning, and and to the barrister. There is a. Uh, I heard about a company on yeah on YouTube. I'm gonna say YouTube. They go in and uh, get the get the property. And put a loan against it and get money and own the property without the owners knowing it. And I want to know what can be done uh, as individuals to uh, keep these people from uh, pirating your property, so to speak. But, but the first thing that can be done is you you have to get a current copy of your deed. To the property, okay. you feel you own the property. You get a current, you get a current copy of the deed. All right. And, and then once you do that, and you review that, and you, if your name is on it or whoever's name is on it, you need to then uh, consult with an attorney and take that current copy of the deed that you have to the attorney and have them review that, and and they will be able to uh, advise you of what your rights and and duties are. And if you feel that that deed has somebody's name other than yours and your name should be on it, you discuss yeah. the basis of, of your belief with the attorney and allow the attorney then to do the necessary research to determine whether or not you have any any sound basis for your assessment of your legal right. Okay. All righty. All right. We thank, thank you. So you. Mm, we thank you. I tell you what, uh, 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 would you give out your your number? Yes, uh, 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 my number is 214-941-0717, extension 303. I'll say it again, 214-941-0717, extension 303. You call... And you can leave a message on my voicemail if, if I don't answer that phone. I'll try to get back with you as soon as possible. Generally, I try to do it within 24 hours. But make sure you leave a clear uh, voice message with your number and a complete number. And if you can leave a good time for uh, uh, call to be returned, that's very helpful. That you do that, and then you make sure your voicemail is is clean, and just in case I'm able to call back 
I want to leave a message because you let you know that I called and, and we're trying to catch up with you. All right. We thank you. Well, this is raw. It's nine o'clock time. We get out of here and time to run. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Hope to see you in the morning, nine thirty. Marion Barnett Senior, and y'all have a wonderful. And coming next is the workers' beat. Those who like to work. All right. <laughs>